quick up top this is your host matt i just wanted to uh let everyone know that we are starting a sports podcast we are three wisconsin sports fans me bo and quinn and we decided to start a, a sports podcast called bubbler sports so uh it won't be on this feed so if you are a fan of us and our discussions uh subscribe to that it should be available on anywhere where you can find podcasts for sure apple spotify amazon so yeah greatly appreciate the sport if you want to just pop on over there and subscribe to the bubbler sports podcast uh there should be two episodes up there the first one is me by myself but then uh joined by Bo and quinn on the most recent one uh so yeah that's us i mean just having a lot of fun it's a lot less scripted it's just a lot of sports are going on and it's us uh, shooting the shit talking a little bit so uh, I think it's a lot of fun, highly enjoyable. So, so yeah, feel free to subscribe to that. Show us as much support as possible. Give us a, a rating uh, or a review after the first couple episodes. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, but, yeah, other than that, back to the good, bad, and the garbage. Let's uh, let's talk John Travolta and Nicolas Cage face switching machine. Uh, so yeah, welcome back to another episode of the Good, Bad, and the Garbage. Uh, today we're talking Face Off, starring John Travolta and Nicolas Cage. Like I said, so they play cat and mouse and literally play each other against a beautifully stylized backdrop of typically elegant, over the top John Woo violence. That's the Rotten Tomatoes description of this movie. What a wild description that is. Elegant? Um, yeah. I don't know Just because you put dubs in this couple scenes does not make it elegant. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, like I said, so there's uh, Travolta, Cage, Joan Allen, uh, Gina Gershon, Dominique Swan, Nick Cassavetti makes an appearance. He's kind of a semi-well-known actor. Uh, directed by John Woo, like I said. Uh, yeah, get, so here, take a guess, unless you've looked it up, Take a guess on what the Rotten Tomato score is on this movie. Oh, I think I looked it up, so I don't want to say. Okay, yeah, Quinn, you you guess then if you looked, Bo. I'll guess after Quinn guesses. Okay. I'm guessing 45, 46, somewhere in that area. That's quite the guess. Okay. It's Um, like 87. So for for critics, 92%. I knew it was really, really high. For audience, 82%. <laughs> and then, I mean, in the middle. I said 87. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, you were good. That was a good guess. <laughs> um, but Quinn, well, I completely... Subjectively, <laughs> as a good movie, it's not. But if you look at it as like just a wild ride, I would say, yeah. Well, that's um, that's, that's gonna... what's crazy about this movie. So IMDb, it's a 7.2. Metacritic, it's an 82%, which is ridiculously high <laughs> for Metacritic. Um just to close out a couple things here, it was a budget of $80 million, which is a little high at the time. Uh, box office, though, was $245 million, so it definitely cashed out. Yeah, this is a movie that, like, I don't know how it got the good reviews, because I think movies like this are made all the time. But then they get, they get bad reviews, and then they become cult classics later. But for whatever reason, this movie, like, the critics got it. Like, they knew what it was. They knew that it was just like, just crazy, sit back and enjoy the ride type movie. And they gave it good scores. I don't feel like this happens that often that the critics hop on board of a movie like this. It's, I think that's kind of crazy. I'll be honest. I think I'll say it right now, because I think as we go through, we're going to like, I don't have a, like that much. I mean, like, obviously I'll talk positively about it. I actually really, really liked it. Like, I actually thought it was good. Like, legit good. Like, I would say, like, definitely top three or four movies we've watched out of all the movies we've watched. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it, too. I was laughing for the majority of it and, like, saying, like, what the fuck, like, like the rest of it. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't know if, Matt, like, of what you want to talk about. And then, because... 
obviously we all watched this a while ago so maybe it'll like stem things in my head but like i feel like there's so much to say i can't remember it all right i watched this a couple weeks ago like right after we put it on there i pretty much watched it that night because i was so excited to see it's like (laughs) to go at this rate the opening of this movie is crazy just when you you know most openings of you're like yeah, that. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Before you, before you go, on, what do you mean by the opening? Do you mean the flashback, or do you mean the? No, when he starts oh. with the bomb, like he, okay. I was thinking the well, let me just let me start. let me just quickly bring up one thing though. So, because it really opens on a flashback with John Travolta on, on like a carousel oh, with his son, that and is then so Nicholas Cage with a mustache. Like, let's just put a mustache yeah. on. Oh, Nicolas I put that. Cage. I put Nick Cage opening mustache. He's kind of so he's trying he's trying to shoot Travolta accidentally kills his kid and that's yeah. how the movie opens. My g- big question is why didn't he just shoot John Travolta? Like he shot the kid on accident and then apparently left. Well, I mean, I just shoot, he just shot, shoot, shoot Travolta. He thought he killed John Travolta. I thought he it. I thought it shot him. John Travolta and went yeah, through. It, it went did. Through it, him it went. It went through him and hit his kid, but like Travolta clearly lives and like is crawling to his son, like right after it happens. Like why is why is Nicholas Cage just double tapping him? I know that like we would never movie man. That's uh, that's the right answer. No, I also know that like Travolta was like anti-terrorism or whatever, but like wouldn't the number thing a terrorist probably shouldn't do to catch attention by anti-terrorists is shoot the lead detective in anti-terrorism like, that I, did they ever that's the only explanation i feel like i got from why nicholas cage was trying to kill john travolta in the very very they beginning. never really explained it why he was oh, right to- and i just assumed it's because nicholas cage was a terrorist and john travolta worked like in anti-terrorism well and- i think because john travolta was trying to track him down but like wouldn't that just make you more like i don't know that'd be like it would put a bigger target on you that like bin laden being like all right now my goal is to murder bush be like (laughs) okay now we really are gonna try and kill you even more like (laughs) yeah that's true you don't like you know what i'm saying like just killing john travolta doesn't suddenly like you don't oh, I guess we're not gonna chase him anymore. You're not <laughs> the only person that can tell the story of how you're a terrorist. Like you still are in the police database. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I get I get what you I get what you're saying. Yeah. We I need totally to talk to John about this. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure this out. Um, but no, okay, so, but so what All you're right. talking about, the scene after that though. What scene a, after that. What a wild ride. So he's great. It's so most action movies you you see like the arc. There's a climax and then it settles and they started getting into a story plot. This never, I, I thought like five times that climax had happened. It just kept going up. It just kept going up. It's all rise, man. It's just all all rise rise for like 35 minutes. I was like, what is going on? I love. I'm off. He does his little headbang dance. He ropes a uh, person. How is that gif not used more? There's a of, plane ride. The Things are blowing yeah. up. Then they're in the. He talks about eating peaches. <laughs> uh, and then there's more climax. And then there's a shootout in the. Well, just first of all, first of all, Caster Troy. What a great fucking name. It is. Yeah. That's yeah, a pretty awesome name. Um, but yeah, how's that gif of him like dressed as a priest and like yeah, dancing like this? Not used more. <laughs> And then, like, he just goes and licks the, like, choir's neck or whatever. Yeah, like, this, like, 17-year-old girl and then, like, yeah, grabs, so her, grabs her ass and, like, screams and, like, that's another <laughs> gif. I'm just like, what the fuck is going... Literally, I'm just five minutes in, like, what the fuck is... This is peak, yeah, peak Nicolas Cage is acting crazy. But I actually thought he was fucking awesome in this movie. Like, to me, <laughs> he was, like, the highlight. Well, I don't know if it's because it's Nicolas Cage, but it's just easier to, like, watch him do crazy shit and accept it. Just be like, yeah, it's Nick Cage. That's fine. That's just... He just... I he, love, think he was acting during this. He yeah. was, I don't know. I think he was just being himself. He I, probably uh, spent, like, three years method acting for this, like, walking up and down the streets. Just having, a, like, a, total a child back. groping priest. I don't know. I don't know if you should <laughs> go down that road. Outfit. <laughs> Anybody uh, find out where religion he is? <laughs> All of them. Yeah. I, I, 
dude, can we talk? Play We're cutting that off. Guys, then they're in the air. They're in this air. Uh, Winter. I, I have written down here classic spinning gunpoint at each other scene 16 minutes in. Oh, <laughs> dude, shoot, shoot, just fucking shoot, shoot, just shoot each other. Literally, how many times they do that? <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. It was, it was uh, quite the right. Yeah, this is a movie where my list of like dumb things is actually pretty long, but for whatever reason, again, like it just works in this movie. Like you just don't care and you like accept it. Um, yeah, so, yeah, that's my pretty much my list. So yeah, of course like that you had two like big name actors, especially yeah. now. Like they're two At like that time, yeah. Especially uh, even now though, like I feel like well, maybe not like high schoolers today, like but like our age at least in, of Nicolas Cage from like National Treasure or like anything. Gone in sixty seconds. Like yeah. he was in like a total like shit show of a person for a while there for us. Well, and then he had that thing where his like his investor or his financial advisor like stole all of his money. So then he had to start. That's why he was in like every oh. B movie ever made. Like that's why he was just rattling yeah. off shitty movies because he's like, "Well, I need the money." We also um, didn't know John Travolta was like a Scientologist until like later in life. So <laughs> we're... John Travolta is a. He, you think Nicolas Cage is crazy? John Travolta is. He's, he's like legit crazy. <laughs> yeah, I feel at this time I don't think people knew that yet, though. But people Very may crazy. people maybe knew that Nick Cage was a little crazy. I do though. have one thing that always bothers me about Travolta, and I think it's every single movie. It was like younger, it didn't matter, but in this movie, like he's old enough. His voice does not fit his looks. He is such a pathetic little, like, high-pitched whine. He's, he's, like, such, like, a strong chin, strong jawline, yeah. like, masculine American he man. He has, like, a Baldwin-type like, voice, but he does not. He just, he, I don't know why. Every time he speaks, I'm like, that cannot be John Travolta. Like, that does not <laughs> sound like, even though it's exactly what he sounds like, I'm like, that can't be his voice. It's like you know his voice, and still every time, like, what the fuck? That's his voice? Jesus. So, yeah. How is this guy famous? <laughs> he must be shorter than he looks. That's the only thing I can think of. Dude, like, he's definitely <laughs> not tall. Okay, can we... How if tall we're is he? Wait, wait, how tall is he, John? Can we talk about his face touching in this movie and how they never explain it? Oh, yeah. Him, like, con- touches, what does he do? Like He touches, he goes... Oh yeah, oh, yeah, everybody's face. He does, he to did like his, his kids in the beginning. He's he did it to, to his wife. Yeah. He does it to he does it to Nick Cage at one I think, point. He I like that, everyone. I think writer slash director combination of just trying to find some symbolism, and it might have just. I think it's just supposed to. We need to give him something that, like, when he does this to his wife, she knows it's him. Okay, well, let's just say he does this to like all of his loved ones or something. So, like when Everyone. when he when he does that, wearing Nick Cage's face, she's like, "Oh, you really are my husband." But whatever. John Travolta is six foot two. Oh, oh so he is tall. tall. Yeah, there you go. I was gonna guess. Like I said, he. I was gonna say he looks like he should be six foot one, but I wouldn't be surprised if he was like five foot nine. But yeah, there. There you go. Uh, the more you know. Uh, so yeah, so he, he captures uh, what's his name, Sean? Uh, what's Sean? Oh, his brother? No, 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 no. John Travolta's character, Sean Archer. Yeah. Um, so he capture captures Caster Troy. Um, and but then I feel like this is a movie where they came up with this premise of we let's have two characters switch faces. Like that sounds really cool. Now let's build a plot around that. That maybe doesn't always make the most sense because the reasoning for them to switch faces is so they could defuse the bomb. Well, it's so he can like go undercover and talk to the brother, Pollux, like in the prison and get the location of the bomb. There's got to be a better way to do this, right? Like, and how does nobody in the prison, like, none of the guards know, like, hey, like, you work for like top elite anti terrorism group of america and you can't even alert the guards going in that like, like by this isn't caster troy yeah like what's the it's harm in telling them like what's don't fuck him up and the first thing they do is just fuck him up yeah well it's what's yeah. the harm in telling the guards like why are they keeping yeah. this that big of a secret like what's the big yeah, deal tell, tell the one guard like, tell the yeah, head guard. Only told two people, the doctor that does it and like your buddy 
Well, you know, what's funny about that too. They said they're like, there's the only two people that are going to know. There was like 10 people in the surgery room performing this surgery. They killed them all. They all know. <laughs> like, it's yeah. not like he performed the surgery by himself. He had a few assistants and you're taking off this face. I think they know what's going on, but whatever. But yeah, um, there's got to so be a better way to get this info because I like the reasoning or the rationale is you're the person that knows Caster Troy the best. Like you need to go in and talk to Pollux, the brother, so that like if any important questions come up, you know the answer. Literally took five minutes and he had the information. He wasn't even in yeah. that prison a day and he got the information from the brother. And the only thing he needed to know was that Pollux had an inhaler or some shit. Like, oh yeah, the medication. Yeah, the med literally the only thing that needed to be known and like anyone could have done this job it didn't need to be like sean archer like face switching aside there's got to be a better way of like doing this of like getting (laughs) information but again like it's just a movie cool premise let's switch faces all right let's build the plot around that idea now so i put in my notes i put about specifically about the surgery i said when putting on the face they just smoosh it around (laughs) Yeah, mush it around. Yeah, they just mushed it around. Like, I don't remember exactly why I put that, but I feel like it was just it didn't look like it should have worked. Oh. Have you seen somebody with a face transplant before? Like, they can do them in real life. Like, it's great that they can do them, but I mean, you're not coming out like on the cover of Vogue anytime soon when you're over. Like, it's not as obviously. Yeah, it was big. Look like he's got. Ours I all over expected him to show them literally lasering around and pull it and then the blood like underneath yeah. they got yeah. real graphic with it yeah no, also they... i had the idea when i was watching with the uh, magnetic boots that it would be kind of cool if like oh, why a bat i think basketball would be the best sport if everybody had to wear magnetic boots and like one time a game the opposing team could just press the button for one <laughs> And just shoes locked to the ground. Oh, <laughs> that'd be fantastic! <laughs> like that'd a breakaway. Be... Like, could you imagine, like LeBron for like a breakaway dunk with all that speed? You just race, press yes. the button. <laughs> Why you gotta pick LeBron? Why? He'd find Katie. a way to complain about it. <laughs> um, no, that's one thing I forgot. This whole prison thing because I've seen this movie one other time. I totally forgot that there's this like hidden prison with magnetic boots and all this shit like that was crazy for the whole time they're there basically those those boots just reminded me of the boots from super mario brothers i don't know if you guys remember those at all i tried to black that out okay (laughs) i do remember who who watched (laughs) who watches that that apparently the creators of jurassic park (laughs) (laughs) it's a nut job it's the one thing that's never going to be forgotten about that movie That's uh, the one thing they ride home about forever. One of the greatest parts of that prison scene was, so I wrote here, and I think this is perfect. It says, Nick Cage acting like John Travolta, acting like Nick Cage. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like a Tropic Thunder. Yeah. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. Jr. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's true. When white guy playing a black guy. Fight, <laughs> and he starts that fight uh, with the guy, and he's like, I am. I am Caster Troy. Yeah. I am Caster. And the brother's like, okay. <laughs> who do you who do you think had more fun in this movie? Nick Cage pretending to be John Travolta or John Travolta? Yeah, pretending at first, John Travolta was really awkward, but then I think he got into it like later in later scenes. And he, I feel like his was more awkward. Like Nick Cage, you can see him doing weird shit like this, but John Travolta trying to act like Nick Cage acting like John Travolta was wild. Yeah. Every time they did it, it was like, this is just why. Yeah. I think John Travolta probably had more, like, it's probably more fun to play a crazy Nick Cage personality than, like, you're playing the straight and narrow John Travolta. Watching him trying to play a crazy Nick Cage. What's, what's with the, uh, the, uh, I just was making me think of this was like the chiclets that, like, you know, the box that Caster Troy always opened up and it had his, Alvers and shit. He had all like his oh, yeah, oh, yeah. his, his sick ass had... money clip and his like yeah. guns and everything. And he just had chiclets gum. Like, how much money of sponsorship did they have to pay for that? Oh, 
I don't. I could see it just being free and just being like, let's make them have chiclets. Like it's just some weird ass fucking thing like that. It's supposed to be like an indication, like oh, he just rolls all the time and has to constantly chew gum. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> He's I definitely don't know. smart. Coke. No more oh, drugs yeah. for that guy. Right. Yeah. No more drugs. <laughs> oh, that was actually a pretty funny scene. That was good. No, that was that was good. That was. <laughs> I'm gonna take his face right off. All right, uh, but yeah, I guess Nick Cage and John Travolta—they spent like two weeks together, just like trying to pick up on each other's like tone of voice and everything to get ready for the movie, which two I appreciate and kind of cool. Could but... you imagine if it was like Heath Ledger? Or Heath Ledger, like three years. Yeah, that's true. They yeah spent like years getting ready for this. They try role. and be like reborn. Like, I'm going to try and slide out of your Fletcher and Daniel Day-Lewis. There you go. Yeah. That would be that would be a wild ride. Um, but yeah, so he escapes uh, out of prison because I, I what I like about this movie or I appreciate is so Caster Troy wakes up, puts John Travolta's face on, so there's a face switch. Um, I actually appreciate that he just, like, killed everyone that knew and then I thought the bomb was going to be like a bigger point of the movie. Like at the end of the movie it would still be him, like the good guy saving the city from the bomb. But I actually kind of like that. Like, no, we're just going to kill everyone that knew about the face switching. And then Caster Troy as, you know, John Travolta, like diffuses the bomb and becomes the hero, like halfway yeah. through the movie. Yeah. And it's just like, no, I like, gave you like a overwhelming sense of, for yeah, John just, when he was in Caster the prison, he's like, I'm not Caster Troy, and he's like, You're fucked, yeah, like, you're not getting out of there. Literally, at that point, I'm like, What's he gonna do? Like, I couldn't remember what happened in the movie. I'm like, What's he gonna Like, he literally, everyone's dead, he just stopped the bomb and is the hero, like, he just completely took over your life. I'm like, like I like that it kind of got rid of that sense of hope for like the good guy halfway through the movie. Like, I don't know. I thought that was, like, kind of crazy. Like, like I don't think that would necessarily happen in most movies. So, I actually thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> he came in and told him in the prison he was going to fuck his wife. And he did. And then he did. Which is weird. Like, all right. This might be a little off. Maybe it's the beer talking here. But, so they switch faces and change their bodies a little bit. I mean, she would probably recognize that that isn't her husband's dick, right? Well, no. <laughs> I think that yeah. was the beard talking. Because <laughs> they didn't switch bodies. That's what I'm saying. That's a good question. I don't know. Maybe they're both very average males. Wait, no. Remember they like lasered on hair and stuff? Did they laser oh, yeah. his dick? What about his balls? Because I feel like balls are like a finger. <laughs> She's like, wait, when have you curved to the... I thought you always curved a little to the right, not a little to the <laughs> left. What's going on here? Girthy, I don't know. Random like beer. Thought. Troy's an ass eater too. She probably wouldn't have picked that up. Probably not. Probably not. Um, kind of creepy him hitting on the daughter too. But what? You know. Yeah, but I. I mean, serious question: Who's a better dad? Pretty big, like the dad giving ass when she was underneath John Travolta, but she kind of cleaned up. She's looking like a little sure. spring. Her little there. blonde hair and <laughs> summer colors when <laughs> she was with Nick Cage. Future note, Quinn, for your daughter. Uh, good dads give their daughters butterfly knives. And cigarettes. And cigarettes. We'll smoke some cigarettes together. Her, All right. Be my first go. one. It'll be her first one. <laughs> there you go. Um, I also, I had a note here. I thought, so the escape scene, like when... Uh, Nick, I don't know how to describe these characters with the face switching thing, but when the good guy breaks out of prison, I like how he just jumps into the water and then they just presume he's dead. Like the next scene, like he jumps off of the oil rig. Walking around on the, around the street. Yeah. And like in broad daylight, they watch him just jump into the water. The very next scene are the cops telling um, like Caster Troy, oh, he's, he was dead. Like, what? No, like, you guys just literally watch him jump in the water. Would you think the fall killed him? Like, he just jumped into water. Like, I, I don't know. I thought that was a little 
I don't know. It's just one of those, this movie is full of plot holes and just technical issues. But again, like I don't care. Like it's just a wild ride and fun to watch. It's a wild ride. I've noticed that era of like movies during fights really like sparks. Yeah, that was so a big thing. Sparks, Dude, sparks no, everywhere. Every time they shoot, it explodes. Just how do we make it look more intense? Just add sparks. Everything's exploding, and all they're doing is shooting bullets. Yeah, I mean... So how high was the jump into the water, now that you're mentioning it? Because was it fairly high? I mean... It looked like a long ways. It, it, but they... should assume someone died, but that's still, like... That's a huge assumption. Like, you just... You, he didn't get shot or anything. He just jumped into the water. I get that it might be from high up, but, like, I feel like assuming he's dead isn't, like, the natural thing to do. Yeah, like, at least find a body. Yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. Yeah, um, whatever. We can talk about the church fight scene later. Is that one is a that, No, that's true. Um, I guess just to sum this movie up in a nutshell, though, I had this written down. This is a movie where there are lines like someone saying, this shit, as in cocaine, is so good it's going to make your dick hard. But then at the same time, it's a movie about a dad dealing with uh, the emotional trauma of his son dying and reconnecting with his family. That's what kind of movie this is. <laughs> it's the battle of addiction. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's nuts. Um, also note here, John Woo, uh, he puts doves in every movie. So first yeah. dove sighting in this movie was... The very beginning, and the kid's killed, isn't it? Yep. Is it that soon? Park. I didn't have that doves run down. All I right. thought, yeah, doves take off and like fly after he's shot, right? I thought like, maybe after the gunshot happens. Maybe, or am I right, Quinn? No, you're right. It's in the opening scene. All right. Well, even sooner than I wrote it down. I had an hour. Because I know John Wu is like the dove guy. Yeah, and he I, is. I, I was like, I'm waiting for it. I had an hour 54 when they were in the church, but maybe it's well, two, two seconds. Much used in the church. Yeah. Stuff everywhere. Um, really don't do a good job of sealing that church up. Yeah. So, no, I mean, church fights. I think the, the, the fight scenes in this movie are awesome. Like, that's one thing that's really good. Or, the stunts, the fight scenes, like uh, everything along those lines. And I mean, it's John Woo. Like, that's what he's really good at. So it makes sense. Um, like those stunts in the boat scene, the boat chasing. That was crazy. Phenomenal. Even though you can clearly that. tell that that isn't John Travolta and Nick Cage. Not that people would expect it to be them. But they have legit close-ups on, like, some of those stunts. And it's just it's supposed to be Nick Cage who has his buzz cut and it's like a stunt dude with like flowing long hair. It's like, they didn't even try <laughs> to cover that up. Uh, but the stunts themselves are really awesome. Cool. So, nonetheless. Yeah, no, very true. Um, but yeah, no, I mean the church fight scene, that was, I mean, that was awesome. I like, uh, actually I did have this written down. I like, uh, cause so they switch their voices. They get what a chip in their throat or something like that. That'll, mm-hmm. Uh, the first thing they say too is uh, like any decent shot to the throat will cause it to dislodge. The whole movie are these two guys getting hit in the throat and it doesn't happen. I know. I was waiting for that to play more into the factor. Like, there's like I was thinking that or in the beginning, Travolta goes to the prison that he'll get in a fight. It'll get knocked loose. And he's trying to talk Pollux or whatever, and also he's got Travolta's voice back. But no, yeah. it never happens like that. There's like nothing meaningful, and then a couple times like, wiggles it when he's like on the phone to try and talk to his wife to be like, mm. you know, I don't know. It didn't really play that much of a factor. No, it did, until the very end when like in the church, like he does get hit in the throat, and then all of a sudden, like Nick Cage has John Travolta's voice. But then during the boat scene when they're yelling at each other, it like reverts back like it's they didn't switch it um but yeah i mean whatever like i said this movie is full of like technical and sound errors i look at the goofs on imdb and it's just full of like oh you can see the boom mic here or this they they pull the trigger on this gun and the gunshot happens a second later like it's just full of like shit like that but at the end of the day time to just sit watch movies like that though i like don't notice that stuff because like i don't want to be sitting like one second one second one second one second (laughs) yeah there's people that care that much 
I mean, I noticed it a couple times, but not like when I go to the page, like you got to scroll with how many things happen. Um, It's a lot. So Um, Quinn, what did you want to talk about with the, is there anything with the church scene you want to talk about other than just how cool it was? I love how over the, that's one thing about this movie. It just embraces the over the topness in such a way that it's, it's, it's weird because we've watched so many movies like this where they're over the top but you watch them and you just are like, God, this is kind of dumb. This one didn't feel dumb. It just felt like, what am I watching? What is going on? And you were like wanting to keep watching. I never yeah. once was like, I want to turn this off, even though it was a long movie. It feels suspenseful too. Like, I mean, it all play, applies to what you're just, Quinn. Like, I think dude the pace was awesome. i thought it was like it was i thought it was decent acting from like the two main guys like relatively speaking for the scenario that they had to be easy in. like you're just kind of laughing the whole time like especially travolta and his drama parts right <laughs> you're just but, like, i don't know like that i was constantly interested in like storyline like said with the uh, when caster troy's john travolta goes and saves the bomb that basically makes him the hero like I said, it like gave you a sense of helplessness. Like I was actually like, oh gee, yeah. that fucking sucks. Could you imagine being then stuck in like this underground prison? prison? And like, yeah. I don't know, it's such a dorky, odd way of going around that movie. Like, like made you actually feel kind of like hearing, you know, instead of just like watching and laughing and being happy with action scenes, you were like actually cheering. Mm-hmm. No, that was the moment where I went, oh, shit. Like, like he just took everything away from, from Sean Archer. Like, he, like, yeah, like I said, he killed the people who knew and he stopped the bomb. Like, there's literally nothing that could, like, how's he save getting him. Out of here? Yeah, how's he getting out of there? So that definitely made it more compelling, for sure. Um, the last thing, I don't know if you guys said anything else, but one of the last things I had was, what would you think of that ending? So... He kills Caster Troy and John Travolta gets his face back and they adopt <laughs> Caster Troy's oh, yeah. son Caster Troy's kid. That was weird. basically to just like replace their dead son. Yeah, that was weird. Like the wife is just like, okay, okay. Like she just sees the kid and she's like, yeah, okay, sounds good. Um, so it's like a happy ending, right? Like, oh, they kind of replace their son, which is weird <laughs> in itself. Um but then, like, he gets his face back and everything's fine. What'd you guys think of the ending? The son thing was weird. I was like, oh, he's back. And then the kid walks. I was like, that's weird. It did feel like it was sort of one of those. You're almost stretching that storyline too far. I thought it was kind of a storyline for, like, Caster Troy to find out that he has a son that he maybe didn't know about type of thing. Like, it could instill some empathy into him. And if it went from. And but like <laughs> then to adopt the kid, it's almost like I don't know. Feels like you're pushing that story narrative. Like, gotta tie it up, man. Yeah. Well, I could just. just the kid. You could have just went with face off too, and that could have been Caster Troy versus, I guess. Well, not Sean Archer Jr. Yeah, against yeah. <laughs> somebody else. <laughs> I think for this movie, like literally only this movie that works right like this movie is crazy enough like why does, not? yeah why not let them adopt it, the son and it replaces Every, their dead the son top. like whatever um my only thing is like i thought i legit thought i remembered that he doesn't get his old face back like that would be horrible i i legit thought that like at the end he got the harpoon to the face and like damn it and like so he couldn't get his old face back like, clearly i was wrong in remembering that but i guess on the there's uh, they did do an alternate ending and the alternate ending is like sean goes home and like it is he still has caster's face like that is like an alternate ending that's on like a d the dvd for a deleted scene so you're saying you wouldn't like that like you wouldn't want him to get like to keep the old face I- I would be fine with that, but I don't think that I'd want like his relationship to go on that way. You know, like I don't like how would you as like the wife, you know, I and I don't know how you'd rewrite that to be different, but like I don't think it would be the level of cheesiness as adopting the kid as I think if the 
wife is like, the craziest part is, it's okay. This is, this is the guy that killed your your son. Yeah. And you have That's the thing. It's, yeah. I don't know if it's better or worse than the actual ending, but like, I don't know. I just can't, like, you'd almost have to, like, find a different ending other than a happy ending if he was going to still have his, like, it would have to have some, like, dark undertone. Like he just becomes it. Caster Troy and becomes the bad. That would be like real dark. Interesting. Yeah. But, like, I just couldn't imagine his wife seeing that come home and be like, oh, yeah, let's just yeah. keep family. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just, I thought the... Doing. I thought the ending of the movie is almost like too happy. Like, oh, you got a new kid to replace your dead son and you have your old Alter- face back. Just thought, alternate ending, preferably. He walks home with his face and everything. Goes into bed. Goes to have like sex or intercourse. Same thing. I don't know. <laughs> sex, sex or intercourse. <laughs> slash intercourse. With his... <laughs> With his wife, and his wife stops him. Goes, "That's you, not your penis." Can you switch bodies with Caster? <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty funny. <laughs> Just some low-hanging fruit humor. Just. <laughs> Just and there's like no humor in this movie. Oh, there's some humor, but just end it on that note. Just, yeah. Can I get the other guy's dick? Like, come on. <laughs> That dude is hung. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, But yeah, this was the note on like that alternate ending. Uh, Special edition DVD contains several deleted scenes, most notably an alternate ending with Sean Archer looks into a mirror and Eve gasps as she and the audience sees Caster Troy's face as Archer's reflection. Studio nicks this ambiguous ending in favor of a happy conclusion. So... They wanted a happy ending, I guess. Was it, it feels like if you had the, he still had Caster Troy's face. If you didn't have like another behind it towards the ending, it would be ambiguous. Like you'd be like, okay, whoa. Like that you just can't go back to normalcy like that. By the way, how is the rest of the world still going to find out that you're not Caster Troy when all the people who knew that you switched Caster Troy's face are now dead other than your wife can sit there. People are going to be like, your wife's crazy. Like oh, she, she had, fell she in had love DNA with evidence. Oh yeah, that's right. Still though, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. All right. Did you guys know that there's a sequel in works? In works. Yeah. So uh, in February 2021, it was reported that Adam Wingard, who directed the Godzilla vs Kong movie that just came out. Uh, would direct uh, the direct sequel to the original. I don't know what you do with the, with the direct sequel. Just leave it alone. Um, I don't know. Who would be too good actors to make sequels for it? Where there doesn't need to be sequels. Who would be too good actors for it? That's the thing. When they say direct sequel, it makes me assume that like Travolta's coming back, but like Caster Troy's dead, so I you can't bring them both Got back. It. Travolta, Zac Efron. <laughs> Efron did the Ted Bundy thing. Bad. He's got some demonic side to him. He can pull out. <laughs> uh, he played uh, the Ted Bundy. Yeah, then Netflix movie. Yeah. Um, He's definitely not going to want to trade back bodies or faces. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not even dick size. Definitely not either. No, at some point this was reported as a remake and now it's like a sequel. So I don't know what it's gonna be, but apparently they're making another face-off movie. So there you go. Directed by the guy who did Godzilla vs. Kong, so we know it'll be a winner. Face off two. John Travolta <laughs> versus the of Caster Troy. Who would be okay? So let's let's think of this. Who would be really good? Two actors. What would no? Who was reported for this role? I can't find. I'm trying to find like who is going to be in it, but no, no, no. Who was originally reported to get the? Oh, this uh, actually it was Arnie and Sly. That would be. That would have been awesome. They're they're supposed to be the original two, and then they replaced with Travolta and Cage. So that would have been pretty cool. Trying to think, who's played like a really good creepy person in the past? 
Like he needs some younger, like I know. I'm I mean, sure. I feel like you could just slip Leonardo DiCaprio into anything, He'd probably work out. It's pretty good. <laughs> I know. It was like Leo and Robert De Niro and get Martin Scorsese to direct it. Oh, that'd just be <laughs> Shutter Island 2 meets face <laughs> off too. <laughs> but I guess the Scorsese did uh, Shutter Island. He yeah. did, right? Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. That, movie. that movie was a trip. That movie's so good. That movie is a trip. Uh, what is this? Face off to Adam Wingard confirms Cage and Travolta are interested in returning. What a headline that is. Yeah, is that interested. A... Nicholas Cage is interested in anything that is a payout. Like, yeah. Christopher Walken is kind of a crazy person. He's a little old now. I was going to say, he's old though. William Defoe is a little old. I'm just Ooh, trying to think he's, of crazy. Yeah. crazy Shout out UWM. Okay. Um, How about Matthew McConaughey? How about... You could play a little unhinged person. Yeah. He you could. could. Pull it off, yeah. How about... Uh, what if we do like... Brad Kando and, and Evan James. Oh, God. <laughs> what if you do like total straight edge guys like Christian Bale and Matt Damon? That's the problem, though. They're the, like the same person to me. Like, that switch isn't really Dennis worth it. Reynolds, <laughs> just... Dennis Reynolds, <laughs> and Mac Howerton, but just, as Dennis Reynolds, it just needs to be a it's always sunny episode where they just that they would... find a face off yeah, machine. It really does. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and Danny also... DeVito, yeah. <laughs> oh man all right so i assume we're all in agreement that it's good right like i think it's i don't i don't think this for whatever reason i whenever i think about it this movie just shouldn't be good but it just is (laughs) like it's good i don't know why but it's so wild and entertaining and it's so my biggest thing with this movie is watching the actors trying to play the other actors trying to play themselves yeah it's wild to watch. No, it's true. I, Stuff like that's always interesting. I was actually like, Maria was like, which movie are you in? Because I was, I just had it on my computer when I was doing stuff and it was like face off. And I, and I was like, I literally can't believe how much I like this. Like, it's really good. Like, I'm <laughs> thoroughly entertained. <laughs> it's like jokes on fucking Quinn. He picked an awesome movie. Right? <laughs> I've heard such good things about this movie. True, true, true. No, I know this, this is a trip. I hadn't seen it in a while, but all right. Who wants to go first? This is Quinn. I'll go first. Where, yeah, where are you? Where be, are you ranking it? This might have. I'm putting this up there between Drunken Master and Tremors. Number four. All right. Quinn's new. Let me just. To write that down. Quinn, number four. Okay. Man. Man, I really like Drunken Master. Yeah, Drunken. I mean, yeah, that was legit. That was the OG one, too. Really right? good. Yeah, it's the conversation that started this whole thing. Yeah. Was, isn't there a movie where Jackie Chan gets drunk and fights he people? Fights. <laughs> <laughs> they need to make, like, a modern-day, like, American, like, bar crawl version of that. Like a yeah, it's, UFC, called, like uh, a- it's called Roadhouse. <laughs> all right here's bows i forget that i have troll hunter second <laughs> honestly i think i'd put it oh man it's close to drunken master i honestly think i'd put it just a uh, I actually think I put ahead of Troll on her. I think it's second. All right. I genuinely liked it. All right. Your new Head number two. Hackiness to it, considering like the the fact that this shit is like outrageous, you know, the same way Tiptoes was. Mm-hmm. Like it gives a bonus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Okay. So for me, I originally had this at. My original score for this was a 6.7 out of 10. That's before rewatching it with you guys. Uh, I'm going to have to 
bump this up to like I think it's better than Troll Hunter. I think it's better than Jingle All the Way. I think it's going to be an 8.4 for me now, and it's going to be like Quinn, my new number four. Good choice, Quinn. This movie was just very good <laughs> in the most unexpected way possible. <laughs> That's the best way to describe that. <laughs> just, it was. I'm watching a prison where they have magnet boots and the prison guards just flip a switch and they can't move. I'm watching, you know, Nick Cage grope choir girls. I'm watching faces get suctioned off and like, sweat. like what is it's going pretty, on? What is the? We never talked about this moment, but like one of the least attractive pickup lines I've ever heard is when uh, Nick Cage is on the airplane and he's like trying to seduce girl and he's like, "What does he say?" Like, why? I can eat a peach for hours. Oh, what I meant to say is, would you suck my tongue or whatever? It's like, wait, what? Suck your tongue? That's what you went with. Like he said, it's so slow. He's like, what I meant to say is, I want you to suck my. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be gross. And he's like, tongue, and I was like, grosser than I thought. Honestly, I wouldn't rather you said dick. Like, no, I, this movie is full of just dumb lines. Like, uh, at one after they switch faces and. Uh, you know, uh, Sean Archer as Caster Choi is like going into the prison. He like rubs his face up against the wall, and everyone's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "My face itches," because <laughs> like, he he just like switched faces. He's just rubbing his face up against like a concrete wall. So my face itches, <laughs> or or uh, at one point he's like yelling. He's like, "I want to take this face off and burn it." I'm like, "Oh, what a line! <laughs> what a fucking dialogue that is." <laughs> take this face off and burn it all right just wow. <laughs> some great <laughs> but it works We're, for whatever reason they can't pinpoint it it just works in this movie so so there you go <laughs> that's that's the john travolta nick cage face switching machine came out i don't know if i ever said the year it came out in 1997 which is like it was that late i honestly yeah. like was debating between like 84 <laughs> Yeah, which is like this is like peak uh, Travolta on his comeback because he did what Pulp Fiction in '94 and Get Shorty in like '95, and those were like huge hits. I like just he was like nothing for a while. Like he had his career in the '70s, and then like people forgot about him. And those movies like shot him back into popularity. And then he did those, and then Face Off. Like I don't know, he was just <laughs> he got real greedy. He's like, I can fucking make any movie good. And I guess he did. To- yeah, he did. I think he was the I think he was better than Nick Cage in this. Like I enjoyed watching Travolta pretend to be a bad guy than like Nick Cage. So uh like I thought Travolta was like in some ways better. So there you go. Um so yeah, that was face off. Right. Was... Can we talk about the the music is crazy in this Yeah. I don't know if I can really remember it, honestly. Like what just, was different. I just remember it being like like it's an action movie, so it's like kind of stereotypical like action movie stuff. So it was like kind of cool, you know. I don't remember why I wrote down music is wild. <laughs> this is so good. Like I said, I watched this like music is wild. You'd be such a good critique person. I know. <laughs> like you're writing like okay, scholarly articles. That. Music was <laughs> next point. <laughs> Sorry, I'll stop. Well, no, well, here you go. Uh, uh, this was John Woo's first Hollywood film, by the way. Like, he'd done, like, foreign films, obviously. Uh, Face Off earned critical acclaim for its acting performances, especially Cage and Travolta. I would say maybe only Cage and Travolta. Uh, stylized action sequences, John Powell's musical score, emotional depth, originality, humor, direction, and stunts. What a list. But there you go. Musical score Everything. was the first thing. Yeah, just everything about it. And it got one Oscar nomination, which was sound editing, which is weird because I think that's like the one complaint is it has a lot of issues of like, oh, this gun pulled the trigger and then like the, the audio is mixed up. So that's kind of funny that that's the maybe one it was so it difficult. People realized like, oh, like, you know, it's like uh, figure skating, like you get a maybe not 
don't know how figure skating scoring works. Well, but maybe, yeah, it's like, like the got... harder the harder the move, like the more leeway. Yeah, you, you get, get like a difficulty score, and then yeah. you get the execution score. Maybe the difficulty score was just that high. There you go. That has to be it. Uh, so yeah, anything else that you guys had? Oh, I'd say here's the last thing. Uh, it's labeled as part of the Holy Trinity Trinity of Nicolas Cage, along with Con Air and The Rock. So that's Nick Cage's Holy Trinity. The Rock. The Rock, Con Air, and Face Off. I don't know if I know that one. That's the one with Sean Connery, where The Rock is, that is like, the is that like Isn't like National Treasure most like cherished movies from that? Yeah, like, I think uh, I think National Treasure is like. Or people just like consider that more family, like a family movie. Yeah, I think that's like a family adventure movie. Whereas, like these, this is like Nick Cage '90s action movie, like and dirty. Holy, yeah, Holy Trinity stuff. So I don't think I've ever seen The Rock. I've never even heard about this movie. That is probably. I oh. think The Rock is probably like one of the more famous one of the three. Like I think yeah. The Rock is the one most people have probably heard of or seen. I have never even heard. Of I've it. heard of The Rock. So. You want a wild Nick Cage movie? I know I've said this a bunch, but Mandy, it's it's yeah. pretty recent. Mandy's good. That's a recent one. That one's good. That one's like crazy. He's got a crazy scene in there when he's right after the death and he's in the bathroom. That scene is wild. He did another one recently called like Mom and Dad or something where like a weird disease happens in the world where every parent in the world wants to murder their kids. So it's like the story of these kids trying to hide from, from oh. Nick Cage and whoever his wife is. Cause they're trying to kill them. Like that is wild. That's wow. crazy. Willie's Wonderland. <laughs> that's a new one. I think that's yeah, like 2021. That's a Netflix movie. I think. Uh, who? So this is Quinn. What was the movie? Baker Vance is mine. So it's Bo's turn. Uh, I did have a movie that popped up in my head the other week, and I was the vault just to gauge interest because I like remember watching it as a kid, and I remember even playing the video. I think as a kid, and I just came up in something, and it reminded me, and I can't remember if it was good or bad or interesting or funny. I can't remember if it was a serious movie or not. And I don't know, so I need like feedback. If we don't want to do this, I'm fine with it. But I want like some input. Mars Attacks. Okay. <laughs> I've, are you talking about like the original Mars Attacks from I think like so the one from the '90s, right? Yeah, the '90s. Oh, okay. <laughs> Man yeah, is like not that. happy about that. No, it's, just, it's actually really good. This is probably a perfect movie for this podcast. So, <laughs> it's like, such a spoof movie too. Um. I'm I'm shaking my head because I had lunch with some friends today and this movie was brought up. Oh really? <laughs> and they and they like loved it and I was just like that movie is so fucking stupid and they're like whatever Matt and now, and now I'm gonna have to watch it again. <laughs> well, that seems appropriate. But that's what I'm saying. Like we should do it just because that seems appropriate. So yeah, I'll, okay. uh, oh, it's it's a uh, it's interesting. That's for sure. Yeah, no, I think it's because I think it. At the time, critically, like no one liked it, but I think it's kind of come around as like people like a cult classic ish. Like people realize that it's a joke, so they like it now. I don't know. Um, I don't know if it's streaming anywhere, but I'll figure it out. I'll find it. 